You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition, Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. I got the Vegas Bad Boys here with me. And as everyone is slowly jumping on to our Facebook live chat, we want to welcome everyone to uh, feel free to throw any of your comments in. And um, as we see fit, we will try to get them in. And uh, it's good to be back. It's good to see you, fellas. It's been, um, it seems like it's been holidays and vacations and life <laughs> happening. So, you know, but we're back. It seems like uh, we're going to, uh, we'll be here for uh, for the foreseeable future. And uh, we, we're glad to be here. So a lot of things is taking place. As you can imagine, we've had all types of uh, pay-per-view events that's happening this past weekend, even uh, last week. We're going to try to touch base on um, on as much as we can. But tonight, uh, we're going to kick off with Money in the Bank. And um, I got to tell you, guys, um, let me tell you what I'm upset about. Was it just, I mean, I thought I have pretty good internet. Do I, is my internet good or was y'all having the same issues I was having when it, when it came to the Peacock? Yes. Everyone. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Dude, they've got to fix that. <laughs> they got to. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It looks bad when stuff like that happens. You know what I mean? And I and get it. I know. I mean, Vince may be like, "Look, who, I don't care. I'm two billion dollars richer, but still, your product is going out like that, and it's it doesn't look good, man. I wasn't happy. You know, trying to figure out what's going on, turning my TV off, turning it back on. Is it this my internet? Is it not my internet? What's happening? So how how long how long were you affected? Because for me, it only happened for about five minutes, if that. Oof. Yeah, yeah, I was longer for me. I was probably close to about ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. mine was even longer. Yeah. Mine, mine was thirty minutes, and it pissed yeah. me off because earlier, me and my son watched Boss Baby Two. Mm-hmm. Shit was perfect. That wasn't yeah, a yeah. live stream, bro. I, you know, I I'm mean, just saying the shit shouldn't fuck up. I, I missed, I'd say, the first ten minutes of the men's money in the bank ladder match. Right. Um, not to mention not to mention all of the entrances. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them. They gotta do something, man. It's just it's bad enough that I mean How much are you paying a month? How much are you paying a month? I don't give a fuck how much I pay a month. The bottom line I'm paying <laughs> and they should have that fixed. You know what? I when we talk about when we talk about later of talking about Impact Wrestling, which I ordered on Fight TV, why do they have a system that works better than a multi-billion dollar uh, corporation like NBC? 
Well, first because, of all, ask because him. no one else was watching Impact. That's why. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you were and, one. And we'll we'll get to the fact that uh, their feed cut off also. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Good. 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 All right. Well, look. Let's get right into it. Um, overall, um, they of course kicked off with the pre-show, and. Um, you know, you had the Usos versus the Mysterios. Any surprise there, man? Um, well, having new tag team um, champions, SmackDown. It was, it was relief. That's what I felt. I felt relief. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to see that uh, those belts are gone off of the Mysterios. <laughs> it might it. not last too long, though. You know, yeah. given the, the interference uh, later on. So, yeah, but, I I, yeah. I think that those plans were kind of set. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we can get the if we can get the Mysterios off our television for you know, I mean, what can happen? Like, can Ray, can Ray lose like his third eye? <laughs> oh Jesus! At least he's not going to see it coming the next time he gets thrown out of the damn ring. Well, throw it on. Uh, let's throw him off the roof of the Stanford Center again. <laughs> there you go. This time, really makes sure the job's done. Uh, Obviously, a lot of people on Twitter, uh, immediately after the match ended, a lot of people went on there to vent their frustrations um, because of the things that happened outside of the ring involving one of the participants in that match. Um, so it, we can only guess as far as, as you mentioned, Matt Michaels, how long um, they're going to be holding those titles. But I think that it was set in stone for them to win the championship tonight. Um, we'll see what happens, but... Yeah, it, it's, it sucks when, when things outside of the ring um, overshadow the work that these guys do inside of the ring because I, I, I thought all four of those guys put on a hell of a match. Oh, absolutely. So. Did he – Did he? outside – it was just a DUI, right? Yeah. But, but as people had mentioned, it was his fourth DUI. So, so it, he can't drive. He's just going to catch the bus. <laughs> And, and I'm not trying to be mean or minimalize DUIs to be taken seriously, but I am saying the law. You just okay. can't drive. Time out. Y'all are a bunch of cultured pussies out there in the internet world because motherfuckers used to drive for fucking right after a show, 19 hours from Texas to Bermuda to fucking <laughs> London. <laughs> And all they did was fucking drink in the cars. So fuck off, all you PC little fuckers. Most of the truck drivers, actually, to be honest with you, most of the truck drivers drove drunk. And we never had a gas uh, shortage problem because we didn't have shortage of gas uh, tanker drivers like we have today. Yeah. There you go. Well, uh, yeah, well, that's uh, that's that. Um, it kicked off with the women's women's. Um, money in the bank match any uh any shock there i mean shout out to um alexa bliss right uh, just um how she was just hanging on the top of that ring while everyone else was coming out and she was looking pretty scary um <laughs> you know and even what she did on the top of the uh of the ladder um with um uh zelina using her magic i thought that was really awesome too um yeah, I mean, just good work overall with what they're doing with her and overall. But let's be real. 
was everyone shocked at the outcome of who? Yep. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Nikki A.S.H. Go ahead, Simon Street. No, no, no. I'm just laughing because I'm watching this, you know, with somebody. And I had to, I, I mean, I went ahead and say what the A.S.H. stood for and realized as I was explaining how fucking ridiculous that is. But, yes, her winning that is big ass question mark above my head yeah because let me ask you matt michaels and didn't you say maybe one of the shows that you kind of thought that she could possibly be on the chopping block you know in terms of as they're figuring out what talent to get rid of it's interesting now to see that they don't look like that's happening if they're throwing the uh well yeah but but that this is her um, opportunity to save her, you know, mm-hmm. that last grasp of can we get something out of her? So, yeah. yeah. And she'll probably be on Raw, to be completely honest with you. And it'll probably be her, you know, her showing up on Raw, flashing it in front of. She's already on Raw. Well, yeah. I know, but I'm saying that's more likely the direction she's going for. Well, yeah, because the whole setup was Charlotte and yeah. Rhea. Yeah, oh, it makes it makes sense um, because there was I don't think there was anyone in that match that would be a matchup for Bianca. Mm. So, no. yeah, it, it, it definitely makes sense for sure. And initially when it happened, um, I was definitely caught, you know, by surprise. Um but as I was thinking about it, it genuinely makes perfect sense. Um, I think that it's been mentioned numerous times on this show and something that we have to get through our minds and keep there is this show is not necessarily meant for us. And this, this particular set of circumstances is not necessarily meant for our age demographic nor our gender demographic. Let's be real. Um, I, I think that there could be, that they could actually do some really great things with Nikki Ash, uh, Nikki A-S-H. They, they really should just have her be Nikki Ash and just call it a day, get rid of the A-S-H. It just doesn't flow. Anyway, um, obviously there's a lot of merch capability. Um, they can really capitalize on the Nikki Ash character. And let's let's be honest. I mean, it, it could be... It could be good um, ha- with her with the briefcase. My only problem is typically there's the um, the element of surprise. And genuinely, the people with the money in the bank briefcase tend to be somebody that capitalize on a particular situation. Mm-hmm. Now, with the Nikki Ash character, she is almost a superhero. She's about as close to lawful good as you can get in a WWE character. Mm-hmm. So what is she going to do? Is she going to pull the old, Hey, Charlotte Flair, I'm going to challenge you at this state on, you know, <laughs> right, right, I, right. Yeah. She's not going to run out after somebody's beat the hell out of Charlotte. Right. It, it, so she's going to have to preemptively challenge. And they, one other thing that I did notice is that they made a huge, huge deal out of the fact that every woman that's gotten that briefcase has cashed it in right. and successfully won the championship. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was mentioned by every single announcer yeah. uh, from the pre-show and onto the main show. Yeah. So I think that Nikki Ash will also be the first woman to cash in the, the briefcase and lose 
her championship match. Okay. Um, as a result I of the that. circumstances and of the gimmick as well. Sure. But again, that could lend her to becoming even more of a baby face as she gets that sympathy. Got you. Well, well, let me ask you this question. What if necessarily she didn't even cash it in? You know, when I think of superhero personas in history, if you think about it, the one thing that villains always hold over their heads is um, who are you going to save? Do you see what I'm saying? What are you going to sacrifice to save the ones that you care about? So what if we see her sacrifice her with great writing, by the way, sacrifice that opportunity to save someone's life, which is ultimately the storyline of a superhero. If they dress that up nicely, I'd like to see something like that. I don't know if they're capable of such deep writing, but um, we'll see. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think that her perfect foil exists and was in that match. And yeah. that's that's freaking Alexa Bliss. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, mentioned you, that you very could easily, You could easily have Alexa Bliss be her direct foil and be the villain to her superhero. It yeah. it writes itself. Now, obviously, Wayne C., they'll, they'll find a way to fuck it up. But whatever. <laughs> of course, they got, always do. No doubt, no doubt. Let's move over because we got a lot to cover. Raw tag team uh, titles, the Viking Raiders and AJ Styles and almost. Uh, what's your guys' uh, take on that? I mean. Hold on. Huh? Before you go with that, and, and I'll, I'll give it since it's deep. Um, it was pointed out that when the Viking Raiders came back, one of the gentlemen in the Viking Raiders seemed to have a bulge that was bigger than uh, the guy on Labyrinth. I, I'm just pointing it out because it's weird, but I'm just saying, I noticed on the rap, y'all go back and play it. I'm just saying. I, boy, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going packing. to go back and watch this pay-per-view just to check out some dude's freaking bulge. I'm just saying, I'm just <laughs> saying man. He was, he was ready. He was ready. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Simon Street, you're supposed to be paying attention to the match, not the man's. Uh... I wasn't paying attention to that. It was just noticeable. I was like, bro, what, what, what match are you about to wrestle? Anyways, oh, my God. Later. Okay. So, with that, uh, um, I mean, it, was, it wasn't bad, right? Like, when it, it, on paper, it seems like, uh, I don't know if I'm really going to care about it. But, it was but watching it, it was actually really good. Would you guys agree with that? Got yeah. It? Yeah. Okay. Almost looked good. Yes, he definitely did. I will mention this, and it bears repeating. AJ Styles is 44 years old. Yeah. Did you not say I said the same fucking thing? I just have to put that out there. Did he look good? He is amazing. Like, yeah. dude is putting in amazing work, and he's 44 years old. Yeah. Just, it, doesn't, wow. it doesn't seem uh, like he's, yeah. Dare I say, he looks a hell of a lot better than other motherfuckers that came out that night, but we'll get to that later. Well, shout out to them. I got a chance to retain those titles. So great match with that. Uh, shout out to everyone in our chat. If you're in our chat, feel free to uh, comment. We'll try to throw it in as we see. We see uh, we see uh, Michaela. We see you, Chris. Uh, I do agree with Chris. Uh, it says, based on the facial expression, Steve's kryptonite is the word bulge. <laughs> so we know what you're kryptonite. <laughs> All right. Um Man, the Raw WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley, Kofi Kingston. Um, man, what do you guys think of that? I, I knew Bobby was going to uh, win that match, but, um, you know, it was for a minute. I thought maybe Kofi had a possibility. You guys thought overall it was a good match? Pretty good, you know, believable? It was actually an excellent match. And yeah. for me, the reason why I made an excellent match is what, what, is what happened uh, this prior Monday. You know, with, with dressing up right. like, you know, Kofi getting his head. 
I, at first, did not really get, I was like, we knew Bobby was going to beat him. We just know the trajectory. But doing it like that and Bobby second guessing himself and what led up to that made that an interesting match for me. Again, when good writing happens, it can make matches that normally would have been subpar be excellent to watch because you engage in the story. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, honestly, I, I think that having Bobby win as convincingly as they did, I think personally that needed to happen yeah. um, because it, it was one of those things where, you know, the, the character was almost at a crossroads at the end of Raw. So, you know, some of the rumors that were kicked around were involving MVP possibly turning on Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then turning Kofi heel or something of that nature, Yeah. Um, which I did not want to happen. It, it just, it wouldn't work um, whatsoever. But I, I, was in, I was ecstatic that they had Lashley come out, look like a killer. And yeah. other than the initial flurry that Kofi launched, Bobby Lashley just tore it up and just destroyed Kofi. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it needed to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, uh, it, it was very well put together there. And uh, it was great to see Bobby being uh, still being the beast that he is right now, holding that belt. Let's go over to, to Charlotte and Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's uh, title. What do you guys, I, I'm sure there was no big shot there, uh, shock in the winner there, but the overall match, though, what do you think of that? That was one of the best matches of the night. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a couple of good ones. That match was really, really up there. Yeah. I mean, the back and forth. And again, it was weird because I don't know how you gentlemen felt, but for a long time, I felt like that whole feud that they had, yeah, it was good that they started that feud early on to kind of build up, but I was kind of getting tired of it. But then, you know, again, Monday picked up some steam and I felt like it blended well to how this match played out. And I felt it. <laughs> Wasn't it great? Charlotte literally doing the pin and her legs is on the rope. <laughs> the ref is like, For real. come on. <laughs> I mean, he didn't he even stop. He, he, just, he just just stopped. Was like, come on now, for real. Right, for real. Like, I mean, it was just great. I mean, she didn't try to hide it or nothing. It was just that was just good stuff right there. Um, yeah, we had that. And man, when I saw when man when Rhea when great job on selling. You really thought her leg got hurt when it was between that uh, that steel um, stairs and being kicked in three times. I'm like, ooh. Uh, overall, just good. I mean, um, I, I think, you know, now Charlotte having that bill, I will definitely create that, that heel in her. That's going to make fans just hate her. And I think, you I think need- we, I think yeah. we definitely already saw the, sure. We saw that tonight. Yeah. I mean, the whole middle finger. Yeah. She, she flipped off the entire crowd so much so that Peacock censored the feed for about a second. <laughs> they they did. Did. That's what started it. That's what started the glitch. For right. Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so, it, was, it was a solid match. I, I personally would have preferred to see Rhea Ripley win, but mm. nonetheless, um, yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, 48th championship reign so far for Charlotte Flair. <laughs> yeah, the, the question is going to be how long Charlotte is now going to hold that title. You know, it's going, right. to, it's going to be a long time. That's the only thing about, I guess, if you want to say the bad thing about Rhea not keeping it is knowing that we know Charlotte is going to have it for a while. 
you know, and I don't know who's going to be the one that's going to take it off, but I guess we'll see. Let's um, Nikki, Nikki Ash, Nikki. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, Not everybody jump up and say yay at once. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then you had the uh, the 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 men's uh, Money in the Bank match, and man, um, God, a lot of good spots in that. Uh, Kevin Owens, are you okay, man? Kevin Owens. <laughs> Kevin, are you okay? Are you tell us? Are you okay? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that little last dude, that looked like it hurt. Yeah, like how you can't fake that. I like. I just. I'm. I don't know. Whatever. I'm. <laughs> Uh, what what's your guys' take on that particular match? First off, Biggie perfect to be the one to 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 get that case, you know. Um, yeah, what do you guys think on that? Well, like you said, it was a whole bunch of high spots. I mean, definitely shout out to um, like Ricochet doing a lot of yeah really good spots <laughs> where I was like, like the first time he he went over at the top. He had him some damn momentum. I thought he was going to miss some folks the first time. And then, you know, obviously when he was on top of the ladder and yes. was pushed over by Riddle and he balanced off of there and did it. I was just like, he, I, I know we've seen it before, but I enjoyed seeing it. Um, it kind of make you, made you question, like, why was Ricochet not having been on TV during that time he was off that long period? When you get to see just how great he is, you're reminding like, why is he? Why was he gone? I mean, we—he's so good. But mm -hmm. is he great, or can he do spots? I think he can do spots, and I'm going to be completely. I agree with you, Michaels, on that one because here's the thing: you put a mic in his hand, I'm still not convinced. I don't feel any goosebumps. I don't feel any any pull or draw, and that's something that he needs to figure that shit out. Mm, but yeah. as far as spots, yeah. Certain people he'll wrestle. Like, if he wrestles AJ Styles, great fucking match. Matt Riddle, great fucking match. But other people, I'm sorry. I just, I'm not entertained by him going up against, like, a Bobby Lashley. I'm going to be completely honest with you. We got to see him against someone like uh, Ali or something like that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. You guys just real. Whoa, I, I actually want to see that. I want to see him do something with Ali. <laughs> You want to see it? I want to see it again. You... I want to see it again and again. <laughs> Don't we'll watch worry, Michael. We'll I, I watch I it together, Michaels. Michaels, we'll watch it together. I'll bring the popcorn. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So a lot of good things. Um, I mean, Riddle, RKO's. He was right on point with that. I mean, he was hitting them really good. Like everybody was just really on uh, their their spots and. Um, yeah, um, I mean that's all I can really say about that. But shout out to Biggie and uh, and getting that. And I'm I'm sure, man, it's gonna be great when he end up getting that uh getting that title. But I, I'm assuming you, you guys know what the so called outcome supposed to be for. Well, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's do. I, I will save this question as we jump into the next match. Uh, so we got Edge and Roman now. This is for the uh, SmackDown Universal uh, Championship title. Man, I mean, this this was absolutely a, a great match, I, I, I believe. Uh, Roman still putting in that work. What were you guys take on uh, this particular match before we 
get to the main ending, the match itself, uh, what was your take on it? You want to go Sin City? Yeah, um, I mean, it was it was a pretty solid match. Um, it was really, really slow building early, um, but if you if you take a step back and you look at the entire match as a whole, it was laid out extremely well. Um, and there were numerous occasions where um, where they had the crowd in the palm of their hands. Uh, these guys brought it for 33 minutes. They told an amazing story. And I, I think that um, it was, it, it was exactly what we needed it to be. Yeah. Um, obviously Seth with the, uh, the interference at the end uh, still somewhat protected edge. Um, and, you know, it, it allows for in the future um, edge to go back. Uh, if, if cards fall in a particular way, um, he could challenge for the championship again, not necessarily with Roman, um, but you know mm-hmm. it, it. It felt more like uh, Seth taking that opportunity from him rather than um, Edge losing the match. If right. that makes sense, yeah. So it, it definitely protected. It definitely protected Edge, um, and I think that uh, yeah, it, it was it was very solid, very solid. And what else can you say about Roman Reigns? Um, yeah, he. He he was born to play this heel character without question. Absolutely. Absolutely. I man, I this is the the, the right correct uh crowd reaction to him when he comes out is is what I love. It's just it's just it's perfect. Just the the booing and I mean when he won the match, I mean the camera spotted a certain people and they were just like pissed, like they were upset. <laughs> yeah. You know, which was like, yes, that's exactly what we want. And um yeah, I I just gotta I gotta give it to him, man. He's just this is you're right, uh Since this is the perfect role for for him to be in. Uh and then we get the main ending. Oh gosh. And um I gotta tell you. Okay, this guy right here. No, I'm gonna tell you this. This guy that right was... here, and for you guys who's not uh, able to watch the video, what I'm doing is moving my hand across my face because you can't see me. Okay. You mean you mean JBL in the John Cena outfit? <laughs> John Cena makes the return, and uh, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm happy to see him. I'm uh, I'm a Cena fan. Okay. You didn't watch uh, Fast and Furious Nine. Uh, I haven't watched it, and I knew he was in it, but that's not the same. <laughs> okay, um, he looked better in that film. Just letting you know. <laughs> um, but now that makes me now go to to my the question I was going to ask earlier. So now that we know that SummerSlam is looking to be Roman and and um, John Cena, who? Who wins that? And then where does Big E? This is the reason why I'm asking City. Where does Big E come in to uh, to to take that title from that person and win? He doesn't. No, he, he does. He he he, he goes he, he goes to Raw. Yeah, yeah. He beats Lashley for that championship after uh, after he dethrones or after yeah. uh, uh. he slays he after he slays the Beast or uh, or the Dragon or the. Um, uh, the individual that may very well show up tomorrow night on Raw or tonight on Raw, right. depending on when you're hearing my, my voice. Exactly. That's or yesterday. 
or yesterday. <laughs> or yesterday. <laughs> but I I will say this. Let's uh-huh. just say if those rumors aren't true and we don't get a feast that comes, okay? I would I thought about would I be excited to see Biggie be able to go up to Kofi and Xavier and say, you know what? I'm going to go at it with Bobby. I don't like what he's done. I don't like what he stands for. I, that part I like. But also, too, in another half, selfish part of me really wants to see him go at it with Rome. Like, just be honest. But unfortunately, John Cena fucked that up for me tonight. But, you know. Yeah, but if he goes up. the money in the bank. I get it. But if he goes up against Roman. Right now, he doesn't win. I know. I exactly. Know. That's why he I said the selfish doesn't part. Have to, he doesn't have to have that contract, you know, cash. Sure. So. Sure. Plus, you need – listen, you're trying to fill a stadium. Yep. You're right. You're so, right. You need names. Yeah. I mean, look, look you got maybe, – maybe, maybe golden names. Oh, fuck it. Just say it. Goldberg. Goldberg. Big fucking Goldberg. deal. Who cares? Um, if it happens, it happens. It doesn't. But I'd rather have Goldberg. Though. I'd rather have Goldberg because at least he can fill in his shirt. Unlike John Cena, look like he bought two large size shirts. Brother, eat some damn freaking steaks and some biscuits and shit. You was looking malnourished when you came out. Am I lying though? Roman's already faced Goldberg. There's no reason yeah. for him to go through that again. And lastly, if you want to solidify him, if you're apparently trying to make him this beast, you have to have someone that's comparable for him to right. then beat. Um, you know, the the only other thing you do is just have Big E beat uh, Lashley at SummerSlam. So then that way you have a, a title change. Yep. Um, but because you're going to probably from the setup, you're going to get Seth versus Edge. So yep. that's another name, you know, uh, event draw. So, I mean, you here's the thing you're going to, you want to shit all over Cena. Remember the fans just fucking hated him. And here you are, your first pay per view, your second live show back in front of an audience. And that fucking crowd reaction was probably one of the biggest things that you'll ever fucking hear. Yeah. So, you know what? You can be all pissy about it, but the truth is, is that shit works because it's sold. Yeah, business-wise, it was a sound decision. I just shared my opinion, and I just, I'm not huge on wanting to see Cena. That's just for me. I'm sure there's others who agree. Well, you but can't yeah. see him anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> it's true. So with that, you guys, the next big uh, pay-per-view will be SummerSlam, Saturday, August 21st, Allegiant Stadium right here in Las Vegas. How exciting, guys, to have uh, a, uh, an event this huge in our town. The uh, coolest thing about it, brother, is the fact that, honestly, the greatest thing is um, those people who were at the Garth Brooks concert – will still be at the stadium for SummerSlam. <laughs> oh, God. And for you, you know what's sad, though? You know what's sad, though? You, you're so right. Because I've heard so many bitches and complaints about that Garfield concert. Yeah, if you guys want to know more information on what we're talking about, just look up Garth Brooks Allegiant Stadium and just have with it. A lot of things didn't go right. And, uh, hey... 
They're trying to figure it out, all right? This is our first time having a football stadium. They don't know what they're doing. That's why, thank you, Garth, for taking one for the team. So when Vince McMahon rolling there, we're going to be ready to go. We're going to be perfect, okay? So you got time. Garth took one for the team, man. Even I heard his, even I heard his sound wasn't that good. People who were sitting in the 200 oh, level. Yeah. 200 level was pissed. I'm like, my yeah. Lord. But anyway, um, all right. Well, that is Money in the Bank overall good show, I think. I think you guys would agree. But we got to talk about Saturday. We had another pay-per-view. And it was Impact's Wrestling Slammiversary, uh, Fight, Fight TV. I uh, got a chance to uh, watch that. I, I, did, um, I did email customer service for a partial refund. But I don't know if they're going to give me that partial refund. Uh, let's talk about the show, though. Uh, man, uh, it, 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 it did start off with the Knockouts Tag Team title, uh, Fire and, and Flavor going against Rosemary and um, Havoc, which is pretty much the Team Decay. And, um, man, Fire and Flavor, they couldn't hold on this time. They lost those titles to Rosemary and Havoc. They held it for a long time. I mean, they they ran it for about a good six months. Then they had lost it, and they picked them right back up and ran another good time. So uh, shout out to uh, Kiera and Tasha. They did their thing, but it looked like they're going to uh, – we'll see where they go from there uh, now that they're no longer the knockout title. But that's how they kicked off the pay-per-view to get people to uh, to order. And what did they start off with? Of course, the X Division Championship match. Uh, anytime, by the way, if uh, Sin City, I know you read up on some things, so feel free if you want to comment. Simon Street, I know you didn't get a chance to uh, to watch it. And I know Matt Michaels got a chance to uh, see some of that and read up on it. So as you guys feel free, jump in. X Division Championship, uh, it was great. It, you never go wrong with X Division. You know, they that's how they kicked off the show. And um, it's it, it was again, it was a lot of spots, but some very interesting ones. Of course, they had the um, the belt up high and they had the the X. I forget what do they call that? What do they call it with the, the ropes going across? Ultimate uh, X. Ultimate X. Yes. They had that uh, whole thing set up. And there were a couple of times where, you know, you had someone like, uh, you know, Josh, that's at the top of that rope. And somehow being put in a submission, you know, on the on on the mat with 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 Bay and PD. I mean, you're looking at this like, how are they pulling this off? Just great overall spots in wrestling. In that, of course, your new or your uh, your champion for that uh, still, Josh Alexander. He's been an awesome champion. Um, one thing I had mentioned was he when in the North. To me, he didn't get a chance to stand out as much because, you know, Ethan Page was there, and he was just – he's just – when he's on camera, he's just a, a beast. But now Josh has really got a chance to show himself as being a great wrestler as he is, man. And I don't have a problem of him being the uh, champion, and he's he's been uh, he's been holding his weight on that. So that was definitely uh, a good match to, uh, to talk about. Now, everything else after that <laughs> – um, it was just a matter of who was going, who's going to pop up. Okay. Um, they don't really care about what other, you know, how the match was going to end. It was just, who's going to team up with who. So there was a match where you have, uh, Brian Myers and, and Tennille Dashwood versus Matt Cardona and who 
Chelsea Green. Yes, Chelsea Green, Impact Wrestling, came in for that. And, of course, you're going to put those two together, right? <laughs> yeah. So what you didn't realize is that Chelsea Green was on the ROH pay-per-view the week before. She's actually in ROH yeah. for, you know, mm-hmm. for the time being. Yeah. However, the state of Maryland, they have an athletic commission still that oversees wrestling. So she wasn't allowed to wrestle with the cast on her, on her, uh, on her hand. Mm. So being that they were in Nashville, Nashville didn't have the same, you know, restrictions. So she was able to do the match. And so it wasn't like a, Hey, she's an impact permanently or anything like that. But, um, but man, you talk about someone who, if you want to, question what aew is thinking <laughs> why didn't she just roll the truck up to her um she would have been worth it because that's someone who could actually probably hang with Britt baker so hmm. you know yeah i don't know we'll see maybe she's driving her price up by uh by going to uh, roh and making other appearances so yeah absolutely um they did have a uh, impromptu match with Shira and Madman Fulton. They wasn't on the card originally, but uh, but when they came out, it, it ended up being a match between them and Finjuice. So of course they they came in and and Vin, Finjuice quickly just wrapped up that <laughs> that match real quick, and then uh, and then it was on to the next. Now there was the tag team uh, titles. Yeah, Willie Mack and Richwan Falaba, and he had a special guest we'll talk about in a minute. We had the Good Brothers and then Violent by Design. So who are going to be the tag team champs? Well, we got to figure out who's Falaba tag team partner because TJP was not able to do it. And it was no way. No, Jose. There you go. <laughs> So, yes, uh, yeah, uh, he was there, and I was like, okay. I, I My question about having him is I it just looked like he was just, man, like out of shape. You know, now I'm a person that really can't talk about anybody being out of shape, but my God, I, I, I he just seemed like he gave up and just, since he would let go, he would just eat Twinkies for, all, for this long time and, just said, okay, fuck it, I'm ready. Y'all ready for me? <laughs> you oh, know? Shit. So, I don't know, man. I, I Just look. And then they ran with the same uh, gimmick. So, he comes out. They run with everyone dressed up in these costumes and doing the whole conga line and, you know, whatever. Uh, the winner of that was, of course, the Good Brothers. They are your tag team Champions, of course, right? Why not? Now you can now run the belts over there to that old AEW now, right? You, can just, you know, every, why does Impact have belts? <laughs> they just shouldn't even have belts. So, they're apparently so, props they don't need. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, okay. Impact, is okay. that the Good Brothers are Impact contracted wrestlers. I, I know. I get that. 
I get that. Okay. But, no, no, I'm just yeah. saying, like, they, no, I know. they are on the roster. So. True. Yeah, well, they're the only contracted wrestlers that they were allowed to go to AEW because of the deal they struck which, up. Right. Which is absolutely stupid. Right. But, well, yeah. but, see, that's the whole thing. There's still this misconception that it was a talent exchange and, you know, oh, the doors are open and the forbidden. It was so callous could be allowed to work aw and yeah. his contract was coming up anyway so they struck up a deal for exposure and it's backfiring on impact unfortunately yep. yeah yeah so anyway we did have that now we had the women's knockout uh title match as well and it was diana perrazzo versus thunder rosa yeah thunder rosa showed up as well for impact and um diana is still your knockouts uh women's champion so like i've been saying diana's been putting in that work and um i don't oh, care i had to listen to this oh, i don't i don't care what matt michael say diana is doing the thing and she is showing to be a true champion shout out to you diana all right, you held it down. <laughs> but of course, after that match, that did bring somebody to the ring. Big shocker. I know this car. I, I know this part. Okay, go ahead. Hardcore <laughs> country. That, that's the whole thing. Because that was her original song when she was on uh, Impact. All right, that's right. Mickey James uh, came back. And uh, I tell you, the greatest part of that whole uh uh, interchange between the two is with Deanna told her to get the hell out of here and take her trash bag with her. Come on. I love it. <laughs> As you say, Sin City, continuity. And I love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. <laughs> you know, and you all once again should be thanking Vince McMahon for this. Because if he doesn't do that, if the if the company doesn't do that, there is no trash bag. Mickey James relevancy is. Eh. Should Mc... we be thinking Vince... Vince McMahon or should we be thinking right. Mark Carano? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Carano. fuck that up. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know about that shit. Nor did he either. Care. Either way. Either way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, and then of course we get to the main event. Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan. And, um, you know, we all kind of knew where this was going to go. We didn't know how it was going to come about. I I thought, of course, it was going to be the good brother that was going to come or maybe even somehow the, the Young Bucks just showed up. We knew it was going to be an interference in some way. Um, but interestingly, before we get to that, I will say, uh, you know, shout out to using all of the props. I mean, they had a barb wire chair. Um, trash cans. Um, uh, what, what was those? Um, what are those pins? Uh, dump tacks. Dump tacks. I'm sorry, I couldn't think oh. of it for a minute. Um, just all types of just things. And and you know, Kenny, we he went through it. He went through it again. I I knew he wasn't gonna be. He was gonna still come out on top. But Sammy did. I think show that hey, he he's. He could be a little bit crazy one in the ring, and he has some pretty good spots using those um, uh, those props. So, anyway, all that uh, took place, and of course, um, 
Kenny Omega did come out on top, okay? And that caused, at the very end, for someone to come out. Are you ready, Simon Street? Am I ready? <laughs> and who ended up coming out? New Japan. Hardcore country. Oh, know. stop it. <laughs> New Japan. You ask me shit, I don't know. New Japan, Mr. Bullet Club, Mr. King Switch, Jay White comes out. Now, what's very interesting is, of course, he comes to the ring. Um, this is at the time where um, Kenny's now got his belt in the ring with Don Callis, with the Good Brothers, and they're all doing the two-sweet hand signal, and now they're ready for Jay White to go ahead and give that signal to say, hey, we're all brothers. And what happens? The signal goes out. And what was so interesting about that is, you know, the announcers, which was Stryker and D'Lo, I mean, they're having a conversation as if, you know, they weren't trying to wrap things up. They were still talking as if, you know, this is this is happening. And the signal just, boom. <laughs> it just dropped. Now, of course, a few seconds later, it did say, hey, good Well, night. not seconds. Oh, yeah, no, true. It, it, true. It, was, it, it was a good period of time. It was, it was, so. Yeah, go ahead. There, the question is, did their signal drop out? And then did they have enough time to put up the screenshot that um, basically the, uh, the bars go up like the, the feed was like the pay-per-view, like just went off the air. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it, um, after a few seconds of that, then it goes black. And it goes black to the point where you kind of question if your whole system just went out, right? And it waits and it waits. And then there was a title card that came up and it said something to the extent of Impact Wrestling um, thanks you for watching, you know, Slammiversary um with the copyright date that kind of thing so it seems like it was planned um apparently what happened after it went off the air is that jay white took out uh i don't know who it was it was one of the fins or juices yeah so <laughs> so pretty much what the fans had said uh, that that fin juice ran down to the ring and attacked white but he ended up hitting David Finley with Blade Runner before getting to safety. So let me go to let me ask you, Sin City, what's your take? Because I I'm familiar with the name Jay White, but in all transparency, I you know don't know much about him. I, I like I said, I'm just familiar with the name for this past year. What can we expect having him show up on Impact and even this whole confrontation? that happened at the end of the show. I think it's really interesting that you have a former leader of the bullet club standing face to face with the current leader of the bullet club. Mm. Um, so Kenny Omega was kicked out of the bullet club when he, when he left new Japan. Okay. Um, so he was, he was taken out and so call it what you will. Um, the good brothers obviously left the bullet club. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So where do we stand? Are, are, are we, you know, just welcoming them back with open arms? Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, when I, when I heard that this confrontation happened um, immediately, I, you know, I, I went and I looked for the footage mm-hmm. and uh, I, I saw what I saw, right. but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to check out impact. Um, I'm going to start checking out impact because this storyline is multi-layered and it's, I, I'm hoping that things are, uh, you know, again, uh, continuity is, mm-hmm. is upheld. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm definitely, my interest is peaked. Let's just say that. Got you. So, yeah. Well, good stuff. I mean, overall, um, the, the, it's, it was their pay-per-view Slammiversary, or of course they sell it as you never know who's going to show up. And if, of course we named who was going to show up. It, you know, outside of the the X Division and I guess the main event, it was almost like your regular Thursday show, to be completely honest with you. But, you know, it's impact, you know, I mean, I I just I just I don't I, I guess I'd only expect so much. And I guess I didn't really expect too much than what I what I got out of it. Uh, but, you know, it's that was the pay-per-view this past weekend. So we'll see where we go from there. I will tell you as what was promoted though was october 23rd bound for glory once again las vegas i mean isn't it great to be in our town now man we got football that want to come here there's basketball want to come here baseball looking to come here and wrestling is looking to come here i love it (laughs) come on in come on in bring it all that's right so hopefully we'll get a chance to be a part of that just stay tuned as we know more information Uh, of them coming into Vegas, but that's awesome. October 23rd, Bound for Glory. Okay. Let's you know jump- what? Oh, go ahead. It just hit me. Yeah. Let's hope that uh, they're not the cursed company because it was them who were supposed to be running the pay-per-view when lockdown started. <laughs> so that's let's true. hope. Right. That is true. You don't bring the curse. All right. Um, I know we're going a little bit over overtime, but uh, let me go with you, Sin City. Maybe you could give us a little bit of some highlights. I know there's been uh, uh, two weeks of uh, sort of a your TV pay-per-view with AEW, but um, just give us some highlights on just what's been what's been happening and, and where we at and, and your take on it. Sure. Um, so one thing that uh, AEW has continued to do is they have just – they might as well own the trademark to kicking off the show with the solid match every single week. Um, this past week, they did it again. Moxley defending the IWGP US championship against the machine gun, Carl Anderson. Um, solid, solid match. I, I felt like as if I was watching a new Japan match, mm-hmm. uh, things were a little bit stiff. Um, and, yeah, it, the guys worked a little bit more snugly. It was, it was a solid, solid match. Um, nothing that was eye popping, nothing that was, you know, crazy, crazy good. Um, but a, just a solid match. Great to get things back. Mm -hmm. And, um, as we saw tonight with WWE, um, having live fans back just adds so much to the product, man. It, it really, it really does. Um, that, and then obviously, uh, we did see the latest chapter this past week in the, uh, the team Taz saga as Brian cage um, 
put the FTW championship on the line against Ricky Starks, even though it's not really a recognized championship, he still put the championship on the line, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Wait, so, so you're telling me AEW had two belts that were defended yes. that were not their titles. <laughs> that is correct. All right. That is correct. Uh, NWA women's championship didn't kind of show up either. Did it? Maybe next week. <laughs> Camille, Camille showing up soon. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Um, but yeah, uh, Ricky Starks did win that match um, due to uh, Powerhouse Hobbs actually clocking Brian Cage with the FTW championship. So it looks like as if there was some chicanery and some fuckery going on there at the end of that one. Um, so obviously Brian Cage is now officially out of Team Taz. So yeah, that's uh, like I said, the latest chapter in that saga. And then uh, something that occurred last week last week and also carried over into this week mm -hmm. um the first couple of appearances in aew of malachi black so uh the the artist formerly known as alistair black in the wwe mm -hmm. um last week he came out and uh he kicked the shit out of arn anderson and um i have to give arn anderson props for the way that he spun the microphone as he was falling <laughs> to the canvas it, Seriously, if go look up the clip on YouTube, the way that Arn threw the mic in the air as he got kicked made the entire spot. It was awesome. Great work by Arn Anderson on that. Mm -hmm. um, and then he kicked Cody as well. Um, this past week, uh, Cody came out, um, you know, in his white suit, all pissed off, and they had a face to face. They brawled. So tell me if you've heard this one before former WWE guy goes to AEW and immediately is thrust into a program with Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's just hope that, you know, Cody doesn't bury uh, Malachi black as he did with uh, other former WWE signees. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. 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 And I mean, outside of that, um, this past week, there was a coffin match between Ethan Page and Darby Allen. Um, pretty solid match, pretty brutal. Um, and uh, obviously, as anyone would guess, Darby Allen did get the win um, as he did throw Ethan Page into the coffin. There were a couple of spots. Uh, Ethan Page hit Darby Allen with a... Uh, pretty sick powerbomb off the top rope mm -hmm. onto the steel stairs in the ring. Um, so yeah, the pretty brutal shot. And then uh, Darby, after he locks, uh, after he put Ethan cage or uh, Ethan page, excuse me, in the, um, in the coffin for some fucking unknown reason, he decides to do a coffin drop onto the coffin and break the fucking thing. Um, so it was it, it was a wooden coffin, but Steve, yeah. Did you, did you catch the uh, once again AEW's amazing camera work, where <laughs> as soon as he went through the coffin and they get the shot, you just see Ethan just totally on his side with his hand protecting his head from the the shreds and everything. It was like, well, bro, like you you got to think like. It, He's he's jumping through the top of the coffin, which you know is going to splinter and, and break. Oh, so no, I, I have no problem with that. I mean, the, the yeah. theory is right. What I'm saying is, why that camera angle? It's again, like, yeah, 
you would have thought that they would have learned their lesson from the Jericho debacle. Right. Right. Just because that's what kills the suspension of disbelief. Um, On top of that, the, the other thing that really, really was so evident again, Darby Allen looks like a kid versus a guy like the size of page. So that's going to be something that I don't, I mean, how, how far do you go with them in believing that this could be a face of your company outside of him just continuing to just continue to do this skater gimmick? And, you know, I, it, it, it's all that I'll say is, um, dynamite did uh they did have over a million viewers this past week which is awesome um they went up against the nba finals um and one of the highest rated segments of the entire show was that coffin match with darby allen um it continually um you know it's it's one thing for us to sit here and and ask those questions which you're completely valid in in your in your questioning without a doubt um however his segments week in and week out tend to be some of the highest rated segments on the show, if not the highest rated. Um, The only, the only one that's beating him on a regular basis is Britt Baker, uh, who is quickly becoming one of the most over baby faces, even though she's a heel. um, She's not a heel anymore. Uh, Not anymore. They they turned her this week. If, if they're smart, they continue this and just keep her a baby face can, and just, you know, strap the rocket to her back, just let her hold that title and let her be a baby face for the foreseeable future, for sure. The question though is, is it, is Darby getting the ratings because he's good? Or is Darby getting the ratings because he's one of the few characters, same with Brit, that they've actually invested something in that mean anything to people hmm. you know I, I i think it's a mix of both i think that it, it's because obviously they're they're fleshing out his his gimmick and developing the persona for him but also i think that people are naturally drawn to him because he does have a look that's unlike any other any other wrestler in the game right now well um and, Rosa. And, well <laughs> you, you know what i'm saying though he has a very unique look yeah. um also he is willing to do crazy fucking weird shit because he will put his body on the line Mm -hmm. and as we've all learned by watching wrestling for numerous years what was the biggest draw in most cases during times like the attitude era or crash tv eras the people that are willing to do the most outlandish shit so i think that i think they do have a recipe for success now do i think that they'll put the main championship on darby allen and let him have that for a while no and, and I, I sincerely hope that they don't do that. Um, but I have no problem with him, you know, main eventing episodes of Dynamite, doing certain things. And especially if the reports are true that Kenny Omega is winding down his career because he yeah. is in so much pain week in and week out. He doesn't need to defend his championship every single week. And, and, and furthermore, I, I was just going to say, and yeah. furthermore, the Impact needs to get that championship off of him as soon as possible because I guarantee that his his mileage is running thin as a result of continually abusing his body the way that he does in those matches. And that's and that's the um, the thing I was just going to say. If you figure in what he did last night, or yeah, I guess last night, or 
whatever you're listening to this against Sammy Callahan. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it was just speechless because, yeah. you know, it's really funny. The, the, the idea, I don't think he's the greatest wrestler in the world. Okay. Um, because of what you're saying. And that is, he definitely is getting to the point where I think he's breaking down, you know, yeah. to, to the point of, you know, we can't see it. Um, but there's so many more segments now on A&E or A&E, AEW <laughs> where he, he's just, you know, in there cutting promos or, yeah. you know, having confrontations. Um, so hopefully, hopefully he, you know, let's, let's end the whole cleaner bit. Let's just, just yeah. finish it guys. And, yeah. you know, allow him to kind of step away. So he doesn't have to necessarily decide to retire you know, and, and maybe just take a, an extended period of time off. Um, final thought, though, for you, Steve, in talking about the ratings attractions, do you think that it's killing MJF that he's continuously been in this fucking thing with Jericho and they're not moving on? Have, have fans just gone? Eh. I think I think it, it is definitely hurting him. Um, I, I really do wish that they would. um I ultimately the what I'm again fantasy booking whatever um the the key thing is that AEW needs to get the championship off of Omega. So what's going to happen? They're going to put the title on to Hangman Page at all out. I mean that's anyone with half a brain can see that coming from a mile away. That will allow Omega to rest and do whatever he needs to do, but also at that time that's where you can start to groom MJF, not necessarily groom MJF, but put MJF into that, that role of being the next major contender for Hangman Page um, and ultimately least, the person that will take the title from Hangman Page maybe six uh, months uh, down the road. Yeah, I mean, at least just get him out of this um, this repetitive. Yeah. It feels like Groundhog Day with, with you know, how, how much more it's, can those guys do? It's, um, it's bad. And, and, you just brought up a very good point too. There is a chance mm-hmm. that Hangman Page, let's say he gets the AEW championship, or let's say they go with someone else. And and apparently the uh, the show's on fire tonight. Uh, <laughs> so it's <Someone's> ready. <laughs> um, but it, there's a possibility that Kenny Omega loses that belt, but still has the Impact belt. So therefore, Impact will still have no champion before <laughs> AEW's belt moves. It's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, I, I think I think that um, obviously they're doing the uh, the five the five pillars of Jericho or whatever the fuck they're calling it, um, and that's all starting next week. And then I think what'll happen is. You know, all that stuff will happen. Jericho will make it through all the way until he gets his match with MJF. And then he will lose to MJF with the contract stipulation possibly being that Jericho has to walk away, Um, which that wouldn't, that truly wouldn't surprise me. Because keep in mind, Fozzie is touring later this fall. Right. Right. And, and it would be a good setup, um, especially too, because he's going to need that time. Uh, with all the stuff going on with the crews and yes, there's just a lot yes. of stuff. Personally, honestly, the week before he did commentary, 
can we just just make him a commentator and yes. get rid of get rid of Jr. or uh, or Tony? And um, oh, oh, you you can't hate on Shavante. Come it, on, it's not hate as much that I think that Tony's role. Honestly, I like him better in the Mean Gene Okerlund role. Yeah, now in his at this point in his career. Yeah, um, especially because Marvez is just unwatchable. Um, yeah, that that guy, I get it. He's friends. Well, he also has stuff. a contract. Well, yeah. So, like, once his contract, once Marvez's contract is up, it's a foregone conclusion he's done. Because that yeah. when when they brought him in, he was going to be their main play by play guy until he just stank up the joint so bad that they pulled him off of TV. If you remember it's so yeah, once his contract's up, he's gone. I guarantee it. Well, shout out to Chris who says, can we just get rid of Excalibur instead? Oh, <laughs> that's not bad. No, that, I mean, well, let's face hey, it. Honestly, hey, Excalibur, whole, he didn't just take book. off his mask. Why don't you do that for me? If you take off the mask, I'll let you continue to talk. He just looks so stupid with the mask on and a commentator. Yeah. But, but DJ, now, just don't focus on just his looks. Now listen to what he says, and you'll understand why Chris <laughs> is saying that. Not right, wrong. right, right. Man, um, hey, we could keep going if you want, man, because we're going to hit OT. Do you got more Sin City, or are we going to jump to NXT? I'm, I'm good, brother. I tried to be as concise covering okay. two weeks of AEW as I could. So. Okay, no doubt. Thanks, man. Simon Street, let us know what's going on, man. I know we had the Great American Bash. We don't, we don't have to go through all the matches, but just highlight yeah. just highlight the importance of uh, things you saw, uh, not only during that um, event, but um, coincide with this past uh, um, Wednesday show. Is it Wednesday? Or Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Yeah, this Wednesday. Tuesday show. To, 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 yeah. So to go ahead, To be man. honest with you, this Wednesday to me was – a hell of a lot worth more mentioning. Okay, let's do it. And a lot of surprise guests in Merit Great American Bash. I got to be completely honest with you. Okay. A lot of the... <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> what stood out in your mind for Great American Bash? Oh, Bash, Bash card was probably one of the best things they've done in a long time. Listen, here, really quick, really quick. Let's do it. Bash, the Bash results. MSK versus Champa and Thatcher kicks it off. LA Knight, Cameron Grimes. Then Shirai and Stark beat the way for the titles and Cole versus O'Reilly. Probably one of the best cards they did for a two hour show that you could put together. That's pretty fucking solid. And there's not much to say with that. I mean, Everybody already knows the results, so that's why I figured I just would go into this week because a lot of stuff trickled from that into this week. So I appreciate that as we cut forward on time. Um, this week was interesting because, uh, you know, a lot of different results. The biggest thing that was poignant was actually uh, the big matchup for the NXT title, Karrion Cross versus Johnny Gargano. That was the big highlight, of course. Joe wanted everybody to know what his role was. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, if you watched it, you knew that what that was going to foreshadow. Writing was on the wall. Yeah. Um, but a lot of cool things. People just popping up out of nowhere. Uh, beautiful ass Mandy Rose. And interesting enough, her being there uh, during the segment uh, with uh, Robert Stone and um, you know that that whole thing that went up. She was 
out on on stand. And I was like, wow, why is Mandy Rose here? Apparently she is back, even uh, Twitter responses and everything. She is actually back in NXT. So happy for that. Happy to see what capacity she's going to be in, what she's going to do. So that was pretty exciting. Um, another thing that was really good, too, which is worth mentioning, uh, something that I was actually looking forward to following and glad we got to see it, was the uh, 2021 uh, NXT Breakout Tournament. I was excited when they were naming a lot of uh, the people that would be competing in it. Some names I'm familiar with, some names I'm not familiar with, and that's just exciting. I, I like the last one that they did. Um, not last year, but the year before last, 2019. Um, this one, we got to see uh, Duke Hudson and Ikame Jiro. Uh, that was a good match. That was a really good match. I was a little worried about uh, Jiro because he went, um, uh, he did like a back, like some somersault or something like that. For the back. And it looked like he really tweaked his, um, his, his ankle at, at first, I was wondering. But, you know, ended up, uh, Duke ended up going over in that one. So I'm interested to see what happens with those matchups as we go along. I was like seeing fresh new faces, um, you know, so it should be exciting. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see it uh, when they announced it. Uh, not last week, obviously, but the week before last, they had mentioned uh, the gentleman. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Another big thing that was interesting enough that I stood out in my mind that I really enjoyed watching was uh, obviously seeing uh, Dolan, Gigi Dolan. Uh-huh. To my knowledge, this was her first uh, entering uh-huh. here in, in NXT. <laughs> No, seriously, uh, did you watch did you watch her in I, I, re- I'm, her I'm, re- I'm, bad. I'm gonna get to that. Let me get into that. <sighs> I like how certain people have a persona. You get excited about them. But when you see them get in there with certain competitors, it just doesn't flash out. I feel like she could have done better if she wasn't going against Sarah. I'm just being completely honest. Um, I, I feel like they didn't mesh well together. It seemed very awkward. I think it was very apparent to tell how awkward it was. We'll see what happens, whoever she gets matched up with. Um, outside of what we saw in the ring, I do like what she brings to the table so far before that match happened. You know, I, I hope the best for her. I see what, we'll see what the hell happens, let's be honest with that. Um, other, other thing that was really interesting that, that I really like too is, um, you know, after uh, uh, Dexter Loomis and Santos Escobar match, um, San, obviously Santos Escobar came over um, the interaction that they had with uh, uh, Hit Row uh, that's pretty interesting because you know we're definitely going to see some stuff happen between them uh, I'm hoping it's you know three on three and then they mix it up a little bit obviously probably some single matches in between some of the members of each one of those groups um, but ultimately definitely going to be seeing Escobar go for that shot with uh, the North American title with Swerve Scott. That's, I am very interested to see that match when that does come up. I think those, those two in the past have worked together when uh, Swerve went uh, for the uh, Cruiserweight uh, Championship when uh, Escobar had it. And um, it was one of the better matches that I saw. So when that does come about, that's going to be fire. It's going to be very interesting. Um, some of the other things that, I mean, as we get close to the end of the night that I thought was interesting is the whole Robert Stone brand. Um, that whole debacle toward the end is interesting. Obviously, um, you know, that group looks like it's just going to be just done. I don't know what NXT's plan is with Robert Stone or whatever the case may be, but it looked like, um, you know, that, that is done, they, you know, just done. Uh, which for me, I'm kind of happy about it because we, I think we were all kind of getting tired of that. I don't know if y'all felt the same week in and week out. I just felt like it wasn't going anywhere. I felt like, 
they lost steam two weeks into the whole Robert Stone brand, just to be honest. So uh, that's just how I felt. That's just how I felt. I did. I felt like it could have been cool. Then two weeks in was about a year and a half ago or a year ago when he first started. Is it Robert Stone or is it the fact that the Aaliyah is just <laughs> god awful and she's getting her shot up on the main roster most likely so that well, she yeah. can we, we fill all in and get beat on the road? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we all know that. I, I can't I can't believe that Aaliyah and Mandy Rose are trading places. Legitimately, yeah. like Aaliyah, Aaliyah is full time Raw, and Mandy Rose is full time NXT now. And, uh, yeah, well, that's that's uh, again, it's for the road, and I think yeah. that one of the reasons. Listen, they made a smart move because you pull Mandy Rose before she goes out onto the road, so you can give her a little more seasoning. That's what I was about to say. And then get her back out. I think that, and and honestly, <laughs> there was a reason Vince went to the to NXT. And it's because of the fact that he knew everyone's going to be going on the road. They're going to have people getting injured left and right. There's no doubt. So he needs, he needs jobbers and he needs people who will be able to step up when people get hurt. And he needs a shitload of people that are going to be able to get cut in six months or so from now. Six and eight months. I hate to say it, that's going to be a lead. There are some people that, and, 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 I, and I hate to say it because Aaliyah, you know, has a very captivating story. If you followed NXT for a long time, she's been there. She's, she's considered an NXT veteran. And it's unfortunate, you know, it, can she survive in the waters of the main roster? I don't think so. Yeah, I hate to say it. I don't think so. But, hey, you know, if she can job out, fine. Great. Earn your living. Get on the main roster. You never know. You might get a break. I mean, we've seen some people we probably have doubted before that we was like, man, they're not going to survive. And they've actually stuck around much longer. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you never know. I mean, all it takes is one shot and you're in the right place at the right time. If so, she doesn't make it, you know, within those six months, it's just another person that Deanna Perrazzo can take down. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, man. Uh, continue. Uh, I apologize for that. No, no, no. Bad host. Man. Bad host. Um, but, you know, let's get to the main event. The main event was really, really good. Karrion Cross versus Johnny Gargano. Obviously, the referee was Samoa Drove. I mean, I, that was a good match. It was everything that I, I would say hoped for in a match, but it was entertaining. Um, the biggest thing for me, and y'all can probably understand it, I was just wondering when – Joe was going to put hands on Cross, and when Cross was going to put hands on Joe. To me, that was more of the focus of the match. <laughs> Who was actually going to win, uh, you know, you know, the match in general? I mean, I think we both well, – I think we all knew that Karen Cross was still going to be NXT uh, champion at the end of the night. There's no question, right? But did y'all not watch that match and was waiting for that to happen? And then when the match finished – you're like, oh, shit, man, I want to see that shit go down. And then it finally did. And I was like, fucking thank you. You know, so uh, that's going to be interesting to see what all hell is going to break loose, uh, obviously, uh, on NXT next week. Um, very interested to see what's Joe's capacity going to be because he was obviously brought in as, in as a commissioner of some sorts. And so what happens now? There was always that clause, which has been said week and week after he's – authorized to protect himself at all times but you've already been attacked going into 
He's not, one week. He's not supposed you to be provoked. Retaliate. Don't provoke him. But he was provoked. I mean, shit. At what point, when somebody is putting choking your ass out, that's a provo- that's provocation. Yeah. So what don't, what what happens next week? Don't be surprised if you see something close to um, the idea of if Karrion Cross wants to face Samoa Joe to settle the score, he has to vacate the title. I like the sound because of that is how you get him up to the main roster without ever losing the belt. That that's that's very interesting. I actually would like that. Uh, DJ Impact, where is SummerSlam taking place? SummerSlam, Las Vegas. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. 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 Also, too, before I finish with NXT, uh, one thing to look out for, it's going to be interesting uh, more because I'd like to see her kick and knock out Raquel Gonzalez, if she can reach that high, is Zaylee. She wants she wants a shot at the belt, and uh, that's going to be interesting because I never have seen the size difference between the two because Zaylee is a little bit shorter than Dakota Kai. And so she's really short compared to, I mean, it's almost like AJ Styles and Omos size difference almost. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. Did you just, go, did you just uh, basically say that? Uh, that I don't uh, she's a little shorty thing. No, 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 no. She'll but, kick you but, and knock you out. No, but did you just basically say that um, what's her face? Uh, Raquel's. Uh, who's Dakota who, Kai. Dakota Kai. So she's got her own personal Amazon. Basically. She basically does. I mean, let's be real right here. Oh, Lord. And real, and real quick, I like Dakota Kai's face that she makes when she's just pissed off. It's like she smells some stinky ass shit. Like she just, she has the best resting bitch face ever in the business. Like, love, love Dakota Kai. She had a real good match too, but. That's all I really got with uh, with NXT. I mean, it was okay. just really good. Obviously, oh no, hold on, no, Matt Mike was going to tell me, no, no, the best part that you forgot about was the whole segment that happened all throughout the show with Cameron Grimes, LA Knight. Let me tell you, Cameron Grimes was the most positive butler I've ever seen in my whole entire fucking life. That man right there is what America needs. We need people to go in and have the most horrible tasks. And just put a smile on your face. No matter what happens to you, you just go out and you do the best you can. And that's what Cameron Grimes did. That was a very amazing, amazing segment. And I like how they did each part. Cameron Grimes is the king on NXT of having these segments in between. I love this. These segments are way a lot better than what he had with Dexter Loomis. Remember that time he got kidnapped and shit? Yeah, that, that, that was hard to watch. But this shit, this shit was amazing. Good stuff. Thank you very much for that, Simon Street. Um, we're just gonna—I'm just gonna briefly—I'll um, I'll be completely honest. ROH best in the world. I know I've read up on it. It was a great show. I didn't get to see any of it. Matt Michaels, yes, I know you did. Um, let me, and I'm gonna let you talk about it. But let me just mention. Well, I tell you what. I just wait till you get to it because the only thing I was gonna mention was uh, the the ROH World Championship. I'm quite shocked. Um, can't wait to see how uh, how all that came the way it is. What's your take on the show, man? Now you got a chance to see the best in the world. ROH was back. 
Yeah, I mean, just short of what the WWE put on in terms of um, their show tonight, this was the best show without a doubt um, in terms of, um, you know, what what was being run Mm -hmm. in Um, pay-per-views. You know, the... A, a lot of the early stuff was good stuff. Uh, EC, EC3 defeating Flip Gordon. Flip is, you know, transformed into a nice heel. Um, you have uh, the Briscoes uh, beating uh, Brian Johnson, PJ Black. Look out for Brian Johnson. He is going to be very, very impactful in ROH uh, going forward. Shane Taylor Promotions retains their titles, uh, the three man titles. Um, Josh Woods beat Silas Young and one hell of a tough, tough, uh, match. Uh, and that was last man standing. Mm -hmm. So that was a really good way to kind of end that whole storyline. Um, but was really impressive was, um, uh, oh, you had Brody King, uh, defeating Jay Lethal. Um, and you know, Jay Lethal, eh, who likes him anyway? Whatever. (laughs) um but jonathan gresham uh he retains the uh the guy's a beast well he was even more of a beast to go literally it was 19 minutes and 21 seconds and then not the next match but a a match later Mm -hmm. so and the the match after was dragging lee defeating tony deppen for the um the television title and that was a 10 minute match right so gresham wrestles 20 minutes gets a 10 minute break and then comes out and loses the tag team champs him and uh, titus yep. uh red titus versus uh, chris dickinson and homicide and uh anyone who doubts chris dickinson um you know homicide i can give or take but chris dickinson fuck man he's the there, there's a yeah, and there's a potential potential champion, uh, heavyweight champion, in their future. But yeah, Bandito Roosh, uh, Bandito Roosh was, you know, talk about two guys who put on a, a fucking match. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, the quality of matches on that show going into this match were already big, and um, it, it was, um, a, you know, it it was exactly what they needed. The last three matches of the show were all title changes. So they literally, you know, planned it out to kind of had your your feuds that were ending, you know, build a little bit and then getting to three championship uh, changes in a row. I don't think that the fans in the arena even saw that coming. Um, and you know what? In comparison to... Um, in looking at what Impact did, the Impact audience was all together, and it was what a hundred people, maybe or so, in a group up close, right? With uh, ROH, it looked good because they potted it out where you had empty seats, but it was just such a much bigger scope in comparison. So even in just the look of their show versus what impact put on, it was a better quality look. Um, 
So, you know what, again, the problem with ROH is that I don't think enough people are looking at that company right now. Everyone's so hyped about AEW. And I think that people are still kind of blowing off ROH because of the fact that the Bucks and Cody left it as feeling that that is the reason, oh, well, we shouldn't watch that because obviously it's not as good as those guys didn't stick around. On top of it, they started their own company, so we'll support that. Whereas Ring of Honor right now is probably, you know, along the lines behind NXT as, you know, possibly the best just product out there in terms of wrestling matches and again i know aw the, the problem with aw is just there's not a consistency between you know fuck cody rhodes you know wrestling this guy and that guy and it's like why um and then you have a good match you know so there's there's a balance of good and bad roh there was nothing bad on that card which is surprising. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, listen, don't let the excuse be like, well, I don't I don't know when when they come on or what channel they come on. You just have to find out where uh, Sinclair uh, Broadcasting comes on in your area and uh, you'll get that one hour of that particular show. I mean, unlike Impact Wrestling, where there's a really good chance you may not have access to access, uh, you more likely will have access to some sort of Sinclair Broadcast. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, I've been talking about every week as much as ROH is exciting, and now, Matt, you got a chance to see this pay-per-view. It's, this is what people's been missing, and they've been putting on this, this type of show one hour, two matches mm-hmm. every week, and, and it's even to the point where if you don't know what's going on, the great thing about the one-hour show is that they have a great breakdown. I mean, ROH do a great job with storytelling before the matches. Uh, they do just as good as uh, the, of WWE at times where you know what's you, – you might not know what's happening, but they break it down to a point where within that short segment, you'd be like, oh, I get it. Okay. You can, you can now, too. Um, I think they just started – um quinn mckay is hosting on their youtube channel Mm -hmm. i think on tuesdays i believe it is um it it literally is a a, like kind of a what's going on in roh yeah type of show absolutely so you know you can get caught up on everything very easily um i think that you know what's interesting when you look at seu and um the bucks and cody They were all at ROH. Why the hell they didn't strike up basically a feeder deal with ROH is it's inconceivable. Yeah, good point. If you didn't get a chance to see it, um, I'm pretty sure you can uh, just go onto their website and uh, you can still uh, order that particular um, pay-per-view and it's worth watching and checking out, and then just continuing from there. ROH is doing some good things over there, and uh, give them a chance. I'm I'm guaranteed that you will end up liking it. A little bit on uh, New Japan, I couldn't find too much because the main news, Sin City, of course, that was all over the sites was, of course, uh, Jay White uh, showing up at Impact Wrestling. But 
Uh, I did find that on July 25th uh, at the Tokyo Dome, a big major show, the Wrestle Grand Slam. Um, I guess it's been in the works now. And the biggest uh, planned event is supposed to be Shingo Takaji for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Kota Ibushi. But I guess we're not exactly sure if it's going to happen because uh, Kota has been having some some issues with the uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, so there's a chance this might not happen, but what's your take on this event? Um, the wrestle grand slam just in general overall, and is there anything to salvage it? If for some reason this don't have and and who could take the place or do they not go along with it? Do they just uh, postpone it? I mean, what's your, any reactions? I mean, realistically, one thing that, uh, that immediately stood out to me was you know if if ibushi is unable to compete um there's a match that same night Mm -hmm. um and uh it's uh kazuchika okada versus jeff cobb Mm. so okay just uh, obviously Mm -hmm. i played fantasy booker a little (laughs) bit earlier why not play fantasy booker now okay yeah why not why not just roll that into a three-way and have takagi put the championship on the line against okada and jeff cobb in a three-way okay that would be that would be yeah that would be good enough for me in my humble opinion (laughs) um and and a suitable replacement for uh ibushi not being able to compete if if he he is unable to compete of course right um one thing that i do want to just bring up really quickly um is uh on the 11th of july okay. uh there was a there was a title change that ah. happened okay and mm-hmm. uh that was the uh that was actually lij uh los ingobernables de japon um <laughs> sonata and tetsuya naito mm-hmm. defeated zach saber jr and taichi for the iwgp tag team championships wow so Pretty cool there. Um, they had a, a pretty solid match, um, about a half hour long match. Okay. And um, yeah, it, that was uh, the main event of uh, night two of the summer struggle event that they had. Yeah. Um, and just with everything that's going on over in Japan and with New Japan, it seems like as if that that card was uh, aptly titled, to say the least. Right. Um, summer struggle. Um, so, you know, we, we obviously don't want to make light of any kind of, you know, health concerns or any issues that, that are going on. Uh, however, um, you know, if, uh, if anybody's being affected by any of those things right now over in Japan or, um, anywhere, um, you know, obviously, uh, just keep, keep everybody in your thoughts. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I definitely have to hand it to New Japan management and the Bushi Road ownership group mm-hmm. um, for how they've handled all of these things that have popped up. Yeah, um, we we haven't seen um, any nearly uh, the number of uh, conflicts and issues um, with talent rosters here in the states as they have over in Japan. Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they're definitely they're definitely rolling with the punches and doing the best that they can. Yeah. So uh, you know, definite definite props goes to that ownership group for sure. Absolutely. Thanks for that, Sin uh, City. For that, find out what's going on with New Japan. Um, next, we were just going to mention to see if there's anything in local wrestling. 
uh, that want to be mentioned. Uh, Matt Michaels is popping back on. Uh, Simon, you want to, uh, any guy, either one of you, anything in local wrestling we want to mention? What's coming up. All right, go ahead, man. Coming up. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much coming up uh, on uh, July 23rd, Friday, July 23rd is FSW's High Octane. Um, it's going to be at the um, FSW Arena. Okay. Uh, bell time is what, 7 o'clock? 7 o'clock? Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be a, a, a really good show. Um, as as usual, so I, I know uh, myself will be attending. Matt Michaels. Um, yeah, it's available on the uh, FSW network as well for uh, six ninety nine a month, and uh, you can catch the uh, pre show that we'll be hosting uh, before the event, uh, starting roughly somewhere around uh, either between six or six thirty. I'm not too sure when it uh, when it will start streaming. Good. Okay. Thank you with that. So last thing we're kind of end on our wrestling talk. We know uh, it's it's been um, a tough couple of weeks of uh, kind of losing some of our um, uh, those that have been in the wrestling industry. Um, I know Matt Michaels will just kind of uh, briefly just kind of mentions we don't want to forget about those who's who've definitely have paved a way of um, entertaining maybe not just us, but other people who have, um, who just enjoy uh, this industry and uh, we should just um, don't forget their names. And so Matt Michaels, let me just give it to you and you can just let us know, um, you know, who we should not forget. Wow. Um, was there anyone else other than one person? Yeah, there's only one person. I mean, unless you're counting like celebrities that died this week outside of wrestling. No, you know, it might just be. I did. Did we mention? You know, and 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 we could have. I just know we've been off for like uh, a week. Um, go with the one person you know, and then the other person. You'll just let me know if we've already covered that or or not. Um. I saw. I did see another name. I just didn't remember it. Well, um, who who is it? Who is it? So I can just yeah. I, I'm finding him out right now. I didn't write it down as you see in our notes. I just, <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you do you not know the one name? Uh, well, all right, give me a Paul, second. Paul Arndorf passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but is there anyone else? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna find that name, but you want to mention it? Okay, you know okay. what? Never mind. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, just, yeah. let's just drop I'm it. So there. Confused, I didn't think there was anybody man. else. That's what I was saying. No. So, bottom line is, is I, I didn't have any names down. We, we are familiar with the one guy. So, what I was saying is, if you want to speak up on him, I could then go and try to find who I yeah, thought there please, was someone please else. Try to find it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, Mr. Wonderful, uh, was, thank you, Chris. Chris also mentioned that was, I was, that's what I was looking for. Chris Wilkes, the Patriot. That was another name. Oh, uh, no, that was Del Wilkes. Wilkes. That's Del Wilkes, the Patriot. And we, we mentioned him. We did, we we did. did talk about Okay. That. That's what I yeah, wanted to yeah. know. Thank you. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, you know what, with Mr. Wonderful, um, uh, you're looking at the, uh, first WrestleMania main event, um, the fact that uh, him and Piper uh, were able to uh, do a good match with uh, Hogan and uh, Mr. T, especially Mr. T being an untrained professional at that time, uh, showed a lot of skill. Paul was already, a, you know, very well known from um, wrestling already in the um, 
the South primarily. Um, and I think he might have done a stint up in AWA um, before heading to the WWF. Um, and after WrestleMania, he turned face um, and had a feud with Piper that, you know, was uh, played out a little bit. Um, but it ended up setting up Hogan and him as, uh, as a tag team for the uh, summer of 1986. And um, right towards the end of the summer, Orndorff turned on Hogan and everyone builds up Andre's turn. And that would happen in February of 87. But the truth of the matter is, is that Orndorff's turn made it possible for Andre to turn because it gave the chance to a have Heen take someone who was supposed to be a Hogan friend mm -hmm. and have him turn on him. The next thing they did that was brilliant. And to this day, I don't think many of the pro wrestling, you know, uh, over the years, I don't, I don't think many pro wrestlers or organizations have ended up doing this, but the brilliant move was to have real American playing for Orndorff coming out. Mm -hmm. And he took ownership of like, he was the real American. And I'll tell you, uh, it was 1986 at the Rosemont horizon. And there was nothing better than that music hitting and seeing Orndorff walk out with Heenan. And then the music hitting again and seeing Hogan walk out and the contrast between booze and, and yeah. cheers, mm -hmm. it was huge. Um, so, you know, that was, that was a big, big feud. Um, if you go onto the network and you watch, um, I believe it's the big event that happened um, in Canada that, um, that year in 86, um, it was just a huge, huge outdoor event mm -hmm. and they were able to pull this off because they had him. And then on top of it, go look up Saturday night's main event, look up the cage match they did in, uh, late 86, um, on Saturday night's main event. And that was the cage match in which Orndorff, when he came down, Danny Davis, the referee came down. Mm -hmm. and um, Orndorff and Hogan both exited the cage at the same time and opposite ends with their feet both hitting at the exact same time, which, by the way, talk about timing something fucking perfectly because they weren't near each other at all. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's still a remarkable feat, um, or in this case, two feet, or in this case, four feet. <laughs> um, so, and then uh, Orndorff... Um, you know, went on to uh, basically kind of start winding up his career there um, in the WWF and, um, you know, turn face again as he left uh, a few years past and he, you know, hits WCW. And his biggest thing in WCW is he got to um, really get the best out of uh, a guy named Steve Austin. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, that that was that was, you know, he did some good stuff in uh, 92, 93-ish. Um, you know, he was always battling um, the uh, physicalities uh, that he had over the years that 
wore down on his body um, and, you know, ultimately ended his um, in-ring career um, and um, got inducted into the Hall of Fame in in 2005. And uh, honestly, uh, you know, he had the battle, a little bout with cancer uh, somewhere around 2010-ish. And um, then uh, he was fine. And uh, it wasn't until recently when uh, apparently he had an acceleration of, um, I believe it was dementia uh, or Alzheimer's um, within the past uh, year or so that um, just uh, he he declined very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, about two years ago or so, or, or maybe three years at this point, um, I talked to B. Brian Blair, um, and um, Brian said that um, uh, it was really uh, not it was not a thing uh, that was possible of uh, trying to get an interview with Paul Orndorff because at that point he was really starting to show signs and, and start struggling with um just you know life in general and everything that was going on with his you know physical and and, uh his mental state so um you know this this acceleration was quicker um but he had been on a health decline for for quite some time so um someone that you know can't be uh, forgotten someone who absolutely hated hulk hogan um you can go by you know back and find uh the the honest uh, opinions that he had on hogan um and you know both being from the tampa area they were rivals uh for years and years and years and i'm sure that there was some good moments but um you know those two um just really kind of made a dent in the wrestling world and uh you know we'll uh you know hopefully not having to be talking about more of these uh deaths as the year keeps going so yeah thank you for that matt michaels i uh, definitely appreciate that uh guys that is the end of our wrestling talk we definitely thank you for hanging out with us and uh, throwing all your comments in the chat if you're watching us on our live facebook feed now we're um we're going to be back in a minute to start recording our three count. But if you're listening to us on our podcast, thank you for listening. And don't forget to download the three count. We got three good topics. That's definitely going to have you want to throw in your uh, point of view on uh, those topics. So definitely uh, download that and get a chance to enjoy it. With that, we will um, we'll see you next time. And thank you for listening. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.